Good morning and welcome to another edition of the My Sports Minute. I am your host, Talon T. Taylor. And it's another one of those lovely days in South Florida. It's Christmas, not Christmas Eve, but it's New Year's Eve. And we're looking to have another 80 degree plus day. But you know what I say, regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So let's talk. Listen, we're just going to get right into this one. Chip Kelly is out of Philly. And I don't think anybody that I know, anybody out there is shedding a tear. Outside of probably his close family and friends. I don't even think they really even care. But no, none of the fans, none of the personnel, none of the players. You know, they're, they're batting a tear, shedding an eye. You know, I don't, I don't even think they're, they're giving two hoots. You know, like, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I, I didn't want to bring it back this early in the show. Like, I just want to drop F-bombs. Like, you know, no. Like, I, I may go F-free today. But one of the weirdest things that I found is that they're trying to figure out where did he go wrong. Was it Chip Kelly, the GM, that traded away his most talented players in Deshaun Jackson and Shady McCoy uh, you know, and, and 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 all the pieces they got rid of, or was it the coach that when the guy when they're not using their running when they're using sweep patterns, you know, for their running back that happens to be a downhill runner, you know, when guys that could you use for speed like the Sproles of the world aren't being utilized correctly, you know, just when he's just isn't managing his personnel properly. Offense isn't clicking. Defense is consistently on the field being worn out in games. So they wonder, who was it? Was it the coach? Was it the GM? And, I mean, is this not the same person regardless? Is not the same person that got rid of LaShawn McCoy and got rid of Deshaun Jackson also the same person that that runs his team into the ground that his players do not like that his players think or that his players think his, is racist that his defenses is struggling and can't get off the field they're all one and the same you forget at the end of the day chip kelly is known to be known as one of the smartest people in the room consistently and there's one thing i remember hearing about chip kelly that he's a genius he's always the smartest person in the room well guess what Mr. Smart Guy didn't get it so right. And just because he's been claimed to be the smartest person in the world, in the room, it's been like, this downfall of his, because you know he started off fast. This downfall of his was almost egged on. And I can say egged on, but, but you can tell that there were personnel around the league that was salivating for his demise. So him being gone before the end of the season is no real surprise. But like I said... You wonder if it was Chip Kelly, the GM, the coach, or whoever. No, it was Chip Kelly, the person. This is who he is. Chip Kelly has this way about him that I think is just I, that. I guess when you when you look at it, it may really be better suited for a bunch of guys that have to listen to you versus a bunch of guys that you want to listen to you. 
So now we still looking and wondering, hey, what's going to go happen in Philly next? Because what is going to be Philly's next move? Because now they have no coach. Not only do they have no coach, they have no team. Like, if you honestly think about it, Philly may have to rebuild altogether. I mean, the, the, the most that they have is three running backs. Everything that Chip Kelly has traded for has been inju- is injury prone. Even the running back, he, he traded for his injury point. The quarterback, the defensive people, I, I'm sorry, the running backs, they're all injury prone. So, I'm going to be interested to see, if, if, more, if not for anything else, I'm going to be watching Philly this offseason just to see what they do. Because, technically, Philly needs to rebuild. And, two years ago when Chip Kelly took this team over, they had talent that could have lasted them for five years, that they shouldn't need to rebuild for. At most, at worst, if you want to call it that, Philly probably should have been looking for a defensive end and a quarterback. At worst. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what they do over there. You know, let's, 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 we're just going to move on. I don't, don't want to talk about Chip Kelly more because, you know, Chip Kelly isn't worth being talked about anymore. Until he gets a new job, like, I really don't care about what Chip Kelly does. Chip Kelly was never really that interesting to me to begin with. But let's talk about these picks last week. Last week, we went, what was it, like, 9 and 7? Something like that. But like, well, we already knew, like, there's a couple of things I picked that were more heart-based than, than mind-based. And... Even those, I, I still went like half and half on, surprisingly. Like, who would have thought that Baltimore would have beat out Pittsburgh again? And, and even I don't even think I picked up. I'm pretty sure I picked Pittsburgh on that one last week. But the Jets, you know, eking out in New England, I, I told you guys, like, this is the games that they needed to win if they were going to prove that they were going to be a, a championship contender. Because, like I said, if they lost that game against New England, I wanted them to lose this next game coming up for Week 17 because they wouldn't deserve to be in the playoffs. And I would have hoped they would have built a fire in them for next year. But, no, nah, they took care of business, which means that there's a fire that's there. And they need to hurry up and, and ride this. and ride this. Go into Buffalo next week and take care of business. We're not going to get there yet. We're going to still recap. Actually, who cares about the recap? Like, that, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, right. that's really what it is. Listen. We went nine and seven. Jets won. I'm happy. You know, I could get to say J E T S Jets, 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 all over New England fanboys. <sighs> Buffalo did what they should have done and beat Dallas. Carolina shockingly lost. I, I, I guess we do have a little bit to talk about. Carolina shockingly lost because I had Carolina, and, and and see that that's what you get when you get division games. Man. And I'm telling you, that, that's what makes when the NFL decided to make this last month. Of NFL, primarily division games, he changed the whole entire game. It really did, because what starts to happen now is that those games at the end of the season, like they really do have meaning now. And not only that, look at it: teams like Carolina, who who's rolling, they play a division four, a team that knows them, a team that has talent that's been struggling but knows them, and they took them out. The Jets, look at the Jets. Playing New England, a team that is that is usually better than them, that that they should that that New England is usually picked to beat. Right, the Jets go in there; they're familiar with them, and they go in there and they take them out to to help solidify their playoff run. 
Washington did exactly what I told you to do. What I told you they were going to do. Washington looked like the most consistent team in that division. And that's why they were going to win that division. Well, Washington still looks like the most consistent team in that division. And I don't see them faltering. And that's what they happened last week. So, with this week coming into play, let's start getting together these picks. But not only the picks. We are going to give you the games of the week brought to you by Multivest Video Games. Multivest. Play more. Save more, get more. Just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium on 183rd Avenue, Miami Gardens, Florida. I'm telling you, man, you guys, you guys keep tripping. Like they, they, those hoverboards, not the hoverboards, those balance boards, those things flew off the shelf. Like they, them kids couldn't get enough of them. Like you should have seen the pictures of the kids in the streets playing on. Like, like seriously. They took videos of themselves in the streets playing. Like, remember how we used to do back in the day when we had our bikes? And if, let's say it was it was a couple of us, like four or five of us that got a brand new bike. We go gather everybody, you know, in their bikes and they start riding all over the place. That's kind of what happened down here. Like, everybody got their balance board and they hit the streets. And thank you, technology. They started sharing it. They started tweeting it. They started... Instagramming it, Snapchatting it, yeah, we got some we got some really nice footage. You know, check me out. I want to check out the page. I believe it's on the on the on the website, on my Facebook page, uh, the Mighty Sports, Mighty Sports, yeah, Facebook. <laughs> uh, actually, man, I even be on there. Maybe on my Instagram page. Instagram's page a little bit more personal. You have to find that one. You have to search. Uh, you can find it, but that one's a little bit more personal. Like, I don't really do a lot of sports stuff on there. So. Yeah, so, okay, so there's a couple of games that interest me, and like I said, they're all division games, but they all have a little bit different meaning. First of all, first and foremost, the number one game that I'm interested in, obviously, for me, is Jets versus Buffalo, because obviously, I am a Jets fan, and I only am a Jets fan, I'm a Rex Ryan fan, and listen, if there's anything that Rex Ryan is good for is, is knowing how to spoil a good time. And he has done this in the past, and I don't want to see him do this now. Like I said, more, more than anything, Rich Ryan is a motivator of people. And if there's anything that he can probably do is to get his team up for the last game of the season, to play against their now division rival, now more than it's probably ever been in the past, and stop a team that stop a team from having control over their playoff aspirations. You know, like, so there's a lot going on there. And like I said, this is a, a matchup in the AFC East that has been fairly interesting this year. I mean, I say fairly, more than fairly interesting. Like, there's been a lot of news coming out there. I mean, New England Patriots up and down, which Rex Ryan has done with Buffalo, what's going on with the whole entire coaching staff down there in Miami, and how well that the Jets happen to be playing in the consistency um, with their two wide receivers, you know, putting up those two touchdowns in almost every single, you know, in eight games, you know, beating out records like Randy Moss and my boy... Come on, man. How I'm going to forget his name all of a sudden? I really did. And it ain't no bad thing, too, that I'm using every single reference I know so that you know that I know who I'm talking about. Number two on the list. Jeez. He's on every freaking week with Mike and Mike. He even has his own little thing on NFL Live. Chris Carter. There we go. CC. Jeez. Chris Carter and Randy Moss. So... Yeah, like I'm, it's it's pretty it's been pretty good things to see. Next, obviously, only because they're still the best team in the league. I, I want to see 
if Carolina can pick back up where they left off and continue the, the win. But I want to continue to win to see if they can continue that win to be the momentum to take up into the playoffs to continue winning. Because, listen, I would love to see Carolina in the, in the Super Bowl. Who would I want to see them against? Obviously, the New York Jets. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But, listen, it's something I can wish for. Like I said, there are just way too many good teams out there. And then not, to mention that, and not to mention that their opponent interests me as well. I would love to see what... What 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 James Winston does with his team as he looks across the field and he sees, I guess what you could call it, like what could be an older him or older version of him. You know, I'm a big physical quarterback that can throw darts, but also can use his legs, use his mind. You know, has a personality that that just that just attracts people, to, has a magnetic personality, let's just say that, you know, but has a personality that attracts people to him, so when, when, I, when, I, when I watch this, I want to see if Jameis Winston, you know, takes the love of this matchup out of it, you know, love and a growth from it, knowing that, listen, across that field, is somebody very much similar to my playing style, and I can be where he is in the next couple of years if I stay focused. Because, listen, they got weapons down there in Tampa. They just got to start learning how to win. So even though I don't think Tampa's going to win this game, and I'm, I'm, and I'm pretty sure Carolina's going to come over with this victory, I am way more interested in it just to see Cam Newton. You know, I am way more interested in this game than just seeing Cam Newton. That's an NFC South matchup. And like I said, it's, it's not just about Carolina. Because, like I said, Carolina has... Some foes that they have to worry about in their in their NFC playoff run, and these next slate of games is basically all their opponent, <laughs> all their possible opponents. They have Seattle and Arizona with that NFC West matchup, and even though Arizona has already locked up the NFC West, Seattle is still making that that hot playoff push. That that. That they're known for. And I'm telling you, Seattle's been doing this for a while. And I think I mentioned this last week where they sandwich their seasons. Where they start off hot. Which, which kind of like, the, I guess the Jets kind of did too this year. And I, and I don't want to lump them into the same category. But I guess it's, I guess it's the way that you that you should. That if you wanted to do things, that this is the way they do. This is remember how, I, how I remember Giants winning. And a, lot, and, and a couple of a team that had hiccups. You know, not many hiccups because... A lot of a team don't take four, five, six, seven losses, you know, in their hiccup in. It's usually maybe, it's usually only like two or three. But it says um, Seattle sandwiches their season, which, like I said, I've seen Giants when I'm watching the Jets do this year, where they start off kind of hot, had a little bit of leeway to, I can say, I guess to have, a, to have a couple of hiccup games where, okay, we could lose a few and not be in not be out of the playoff picture, and then catch a spark, you know, put together a bunch of wins at the tail end of the season, and then go into the, and go into the playoffs hot. This is what Seattle's done for the last couple of years, and it looks like that's what, that's what they're slated to do again this year. So I'm interested to see what happens there. And, oh, man. See, Arizona definitely has, has the defensive weapons to shut down anything that Seattle has, and vice versa, you know? Hey, this this is gonna be a game of will. I, I think I, I think that's what's really gonna come out. Like this is really gonna be a game of will here, and I don't like picking against Seattle. I really don't, cause Seattle has reeled off 
like what, like seven games in a row, so something like that. No, no, that's not them. That's not them. That's Kansas City that has like nine wins in a row. But Seattle has something ridiculous like that too. Where they had a, they've had a nice little, at least I know, minimum of four game winning streak. That's minimum because I'm just trying to keep it safe with what I'm saying here. <laughs> so next, as I'm taking Arizona over them, it's gonna be Green Bay and Minnesota as they're both tied up for what with ten and five sitting on the top of the you know NFC North and. This has positional implications, so I want to see Minnesota come away with this one as well. Just because I'm seeing if Teddy Bridgewater also says, "Hey, I'm gonna." This is another game I think is a little bit more willish. If him and Adrian Peterson more Teddy Bridgewater, because for the longest time Minnesota has been has been missing a serviceable quarterback, just a serviceable quarterback to help Adrian Peterson out. And listen, the first time that him and his serviceable quarterback is together, you're talking about they have 10 wins already, looking at 11. I would, I would like to see that happen. Green Bay is already struggling. Green Bay has already had, uh, Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers already have their ring. Green Bay has already had their deficiencies this year. I want to see Minnesota gain a little bit more momentum and go into that playoff with a little bit of steam and see what they do. And just think about it. All of those teams are potential matchups for Carolina. So if Carolina wants to win, they're going to have to go through the Seattles, the Arizonas, the Green Bays, and the Minnesotas. Listen, it's going to be tough. We'll see what they do. Next, we got Houston over Jacksonville. Or Houston and or Jacksonville going to see Houston. I got, I got Houston taking, over, taking out Jacksonville. Houston has just been hot. They, they, they figured out a, a little way to win. And I think they should take out Jacksonville, even though Jacksonville still... You pick against Jacksonville, and Jacksonville still scares me. That's about the only thing I can say about that. Um, I'm taking Pittsburgh over Cleveland, even though, like I said, that's another game that I'm, ah, I'm not really interested to watch it, but I guess I am interested in the results more than anything else. Uh, Patriots should take out Miami. Indy should take out Tennessee. Like, like I said, I'm not interested in that game either. Like that, the, but Those two teams combined have 10 wins, so nah, who cares? Um, I'm, I'm going to say that Cincinnati takes out Baltimore, but I wouldn't mind seeing Baltimore win over Cincinnati and you know get another upset win this week. Washington and Dallas, you know, like I said, was it like three games in a row, four games in a row that they've won? So I would like to see Washington has continued. I think it's four games in a row. So I like to see Washington continue their winning streak. And Dallas already has nothing to play for. And they have, and now they now they said they're gonna sit down Des Bryant, which means that you definitely have nothing of a weapon. So I don't see anything. I don't see anything happening out of there. New Orleans and Atlanta now worries me because Atlanta got that win last week, but. Over New over Carolina, I don't know if that if I still considers them a consistent enough team to put up two wins in a row. And with New Orleans, well, so like I said, I also don't trust New Orleans because New Orleans haven't held up their end of the bargain and to be a serviceable team this year. So in this case, I'm just gonna stick with the home team, stick with Atlanta, Detroit. I have over Chicago. Like they're both six and nine. Who cares? Giants over Philly. Philly, you know, like I said. That uh, Odell Beckham's playing, so Philly just got more disgruntled than they've been. So the Giants should eke out one more win to make us question just to question again. Should Tom Coughlin stay as the Giants head coach, or is it time for a new voice? Let's see. Let's see. It's not always a bad thing. It works out sometimes, but 
Like I said, he's going to win again, and we're going to question it again. Um, Steelers should win over San Fran. Um, now, this is the one I, I, I like. Because even though Kansas City has reeled off nine wins in a row, division games. Oakland is a sneaky enough good team to steal a victory here. So I'm picking Oakland over Kansas City. Not to mention it helps it helps the Jets with the playoff run. So that's a little bit more of a of a fanny pick than anything else. But it is a I think it can be justified. Only because it's a division game. And it's nine wins in a row. Like <laughs> it's like a group Carolina. Everybody can look like listen, eventually you're gonna have to like take an L somewhere, you know, where you guys just ain't quite aren't quite able to get up for the game as they should. I think this may be that game for Kansas City. We'll see. We'll see. San Diego, I think, should take out Denver. And that's going to mean a whole bunch of other different things for Denver. Like I said, who knows what's going on in Denver. Like, Denver loses and they win. And, like, they they, they won a very crucial game last week. Like, I, you understand that? Like I said, I didn't re like really recap last week. But I turned off that Cincinnati and Denver game. With Cincinnati up, thinking that game was over. Next, you know, I, I wake up to overtime and a Denver win. So I'm not quite counting out Denver at home, but like I think that Philip Rivers is gonna be able to do what Andy Dalton less Cincinnati wasn't able to do. You know, that, that's only that really that that really justifies that for me. Like, remember, you don't forget you still got Philip Rivers on the other side of that ball and Antonio Gates and the rest of them boys and some pride. Unless all of them guys are injured and I just don't know about it. <laughs> they shouldn't be. And with that, yeah, that, that, that wraps up just about almost everything. We are going to now take a quick break. I guess you could call it pay some bills. Not really paying bills, but we are going to do something. We'll be back. Tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head down to Multipest Games and get the value you deserve. Multipest. Find them at 830-183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sunlight Stadium in the plaza on Crossroad Snappers. Multipest Games. Save more. So, you know, welcome back. Thank you for still listening, sticking with me. Um, I told you so last week. We, I was gonna start breaking, like, really paying attention to a couple of NBA games as well. And based off all the teams I told you off the power ranking, <coughs> excuse me. Ooh. You know what? I'll take a little break to mention this. You know what? If you guys listened to last week's show, I so thank you for bearing through that hack fest of a... I was so under the weather then. As you can see, today is a lot better. I am not coughing every two minutes. I don't need lozenges to keep my throat lubricated. You know, pause. So, you know, you guys are getting much better me today. So, so now I'm back into it. So I told you last week I was going to watch, you know, so I'll pay attention to a couple of NBA games and, and find a consistent way to, you know, to have us follow each other, interact, and let you know exactly what I was going to be watching. 
So really, it boils down to everything. All of all the games and all of the power ranked teams happen to be on the Christmas Day games. And you know what? That wasn't even the most interesting things that I saw. Like I'm not even going to talk about that. You know what? I, you know what? Because it's not more interesting than the fact that. Did any of you guys realize? And I don't know how many people are going to know this name. So this may be for maybe for a certain fan base, as, as like maybe the Knicks and a few other. That Tony Douglas. Is still in the league? Yes, Tony Douglas, brother of Atlanta's defensive back, whoever his first his his first name is, Harvey Douglas or something like that, a wide receiver or whatever he is. Yeah, did anybody know he was still in the league? He is on the bench for the New Orleans Pelicans. I had no clue. I saw him on the bench. I, I forgot. I was I was I was actually here with a female friend, and I saw that, and I was like, wait, one. Minute, one mighty sports minute. <laughs> Who's that? Like you know what? I wasn't gonna give out any awards today, and you know I'm probably still won't because I didn't I didn't load it in. <laughs> but you know, who cares? Like, I, I, you know, I'm actually gonna give out an award today. I I really wasn't, but only for the simple fact I had no clue that. This guy was still in the league. So, for him being on a team, or, or for we want to Pelican signing him for whatever odd reason, you know, you get the. Richard Cranium Award of the Week goes to New Orleans Pelicans for still up for still employing Tony Douglas with a job. I don't, I, I don't know what he's done useful in the league in God knows how long. Like, he may be used, more useless than Mario Chalmers. Like, oh, useless. Maybe more useless. Useful? Nah, either or. Yeah, still equals out to be in my head. So, that was interesting to me. Like I said, that was more interesting to me than the games last week. You know, also was Clean Anthony early. Knicks. Power forward off the bench, second year forward off the bench, leaving the strip club, get shot and he's he's shot in the knee. He's in he's in okay condition right now. I think I just read his Twitter um about a, within the last hour or so and I saw a message that he put out that I retweeted on the Mighty Sports. With this Mighty Mighty Vet actually on on Instagram. Not Instagram. Mighty Vet on Twitter, there we go. Jeez, so it's one of it's one of the mornings. Like, you have to bear with me. It's it's super early. Like you have to understand. Like, okay, that's no excuse. It's just super early. <laughs> it's not even sun yet, and the sun comes out very early in South Florida. You guys don't realize that we're still getting eighty degree weather. Like, like we're having a we're having a New Year's party, and. We're going to be in the pool. Like, you understand that, like, we will be pool bound. I can't wait for this New Year's party. And on top of it, I need to find out if my friend Mia Neely is still coming down to visit me. Like, hmm. That's something else. I digress. I don't want to sidetrack too far. But, yeah, Clanton early gets shot in the knee. And not only that, I, I realize that the NBA has something that we haven't had in a while. And that's parody. Yes, Sir Rebob, this decade so far 
has been a decade of parody. And and for champions, and think about it. Where in the past we have been, we've been, we've been, we've we've had runs like consecutive runs or taken over a decade for the majority part of Boston or LA, you know, San, you know, San Antonio Spurs and LA and even Chicago and LA. <laughs> You know, so, so there's been very, you know, and then, you know, a little speckle in here, Detroit, a speckle in here of Houston. But for the most part, like this decade, you know, we've seen LA, right? Or let me go backwards. I think it's a little easier for me to say it backwards. We've had Golden State, San Antonio, Miami, Miami, Dallas. And LA. Like and, and you have to understand like the parody that, that you even were able to get during a time period where LeBron James had to put together a mega team just so he can say that he's a champion. Like you understand that the teams now like like especially since they, they broke up that big three, like the parody has never been more more real like like if you if you look at it like take for instance just the top five of the power rankings still golden state san antonio spurs okc cleveland and moving into the number five spot is atlanta now <laughs> i'm gonna tell you something funny also that i learned um and the nba power ranking is not the same as the espn power ranking they're two uh, two completely different power rankings, and they may be in a different order. Which means that you may have people in one that aren't in the other, which is what I learned. So when I do mines, I'm going. I'll be going strictly off the NBA power ranking. As much as I love me some ESPN, I mean, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna get the ranking from anybody, I might as well get it directly from the source. And that's the NBA. So, like, so these things were even like I said. This even the parody that I saw was more interesting than the, the Christmas. And the Christmas game were entertaining. They were entertainment. There were some ups. There were some downs. You know, there was some overtime. There was some oohs. There was some ahs. But you know, my most memorable part from the from the Christmas day was me trying to me having a discussion with somebody that that. that Argue, try to argue with me that LeBron James coming to Miami boosted Dwayne Wade's stock, and then it got boosted again when LeBron James left. <laughs> but then to let him, but then again, also make it the point that his market is not going to be a sustainable market after the NBA like Jordan's is. Like he's not going to be that legendary of a player. You know, like he's going to be known. For being the hometown kid in my, you know, the kid in Miami that stayed and brought three championships here, and he's gonna be idolized down here. But to the rest of the world and the rest of the NBA, you know, the rest of the the basketball, you know, well, he's gonna be probably just as revered as the Charles Barkleys and Isaiah Thomases of the world. You know, like they're gonna be decent. You know, like I think Charles Barkley, you know, market is, you know, his weight is going to be even, his market is even going to be in a way more better condition than what 
Dwayne Mark Dwayne Wade's mark is gonna be long term. You know when he leaves the NBA. So just long talks about talks. <laughs> so little little milestones happen also in the NBA. Dirk Nowitzki um, moved into sixth place in the all-time scoring list to pass to pass to pass Shaquille O'Neal. Camilla Anthony, and I hope this number is correct, moved into the 32nd spot to be home, to be only behind, not only behind, jeez, that I'll be making a link in the second spot. And that moved him currently behind Larry Bird. So, some big milestones. Larry Bird is now on the hunt by, by Camilla Anthony. And like I said, that's a big thing, like... Even though we understand that this is a new game and you know a faster pace and different rules, more three pointers. Listen, the game is the game. Like the three point line wasn't there when Larry Bird was there. And it's like Larry Bird wasn't one of the best shooters. He could have shot more. He could have done more. You know, it isn't his fault. You know, I'm not blaming him. But don't take anything away from guys like Stephen Curry and Camilla Anthony when they pass him on the list for stuff. Um, so we kind of move into this week's and like I said, this week's power rank. Uh, you know, top five teams. Golden State, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Cleveland, and Atlanta. Atlanta moved up from the seventh spot to move into the five spot. And before them, the Indiana was in that spot. And so they dropped from five down to number nine. Um, the Heat and the Knicks. The Heat dropped a spot from seven to six. And the Knicks go from 18 down to 21st. And it's, you know you know while we're here actually talking about the Heat and the Knicks back to back, something something I happened to learn actually over the weekend or over this last week while watching them. Both teams may be better with their young big men off the court right now in the fourth quarter, and it's odd. I know, right? Like I know you're looking at me like, what what the hell is he talking about? Like T, it's crazy. My T, yeah. and. You know, you're not, you're not wrong. I am a little off my rocker. You know that that's. <laughs> I, I I could have swore that was a given, but more than more than more than nothing, more than anything, you know, I I I'm looking at these games, and okay, so let's start with Miami, right? Miami has has gotten white side to the point where, a white side, you know, Miami and white side have gotten themselves to the point where. Whiteside can now play in the fourth quarter. And in this end, when he plays in the fourth quarter now, and remember, he was having foul trouble. And so they couldn't play him in the, foul tr in the, in the fourth quarter because he wasn't there. And now he's managed himself where he's no longer in foul trouble. But now when he plays in the fourth quarter, his defensive, his, um, his defensive ferociousness or his defensive, oh, what is the word that I'm looking for here? Like, I, I, his defense is not awareness, but his defensive tenacity is not the same. He's he's not as tenacious as he is with his defense in the first three quarters as he is in the fourth. And for those reasons, they're being outscored and his point differential is, you know, or his plus minus is dropping, is dipping drastically in the fourth quarter because he's not as aggressive as he is, as he, as he, as he was early in the game. And I'm looking at it and... I'm, I'm kind of torn between one or two things. I really don't think it's 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 fatigue at this at this current point in time. 
as much as I think that it's a it's a, it's a tentativeness. You have to remember, like this is the guy that he has been struggling to stay in fourth quarters because of his foul trouble. So if there was any time that he probably in his head where he felt like, listen, there's definitely a time I don't want to foul and I don't want to mess up. It's in the fourth quarter. And that may cause that little bit of hesitation or tentativeness in his game that isn't helping the Miami Heat to close out games properly. Because if that's the case, you might as well not have him on the court. But he's still there. Like he has to, he's got to learn something. Like even if it's just, even if it's the Roy Hibbert straight up move, you know, he's like, listen, in the fourth quarter, I'm gonna have to like commit to this, but I'm gonna challenge everything. But I'm gonna commit to straight up, 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 straight up. Then that may be what he has to go to. But he has to find out a way to make his presence felt in the fourth quarter the way it's felt through quarters one and three. And that that goes right into the and it's almost the complete opposite, you know, or opposite end of the floor when it comes to, you know, the um the Knicks center or forward Porzingis, where when he's in the game in the fourth quarter. Um, I think he gets tentative on offense, and and, and and it's not even that he is tentative, it's that, that when things are, are close, and it's the Mellows, and it's now it's Thomas, it's Lance Thomas, and it's a follow, and, and, he, and all these other guys on the court, he doesn't command nor demand the ball enough to get, to get shots off, and Remember, he is one of the best. He is one of our best, if not our second best offensive option. And and, and I watched this, and I forget what game it was, where, I, I, but, I, but like I said, it's starting to become a pattern where the last, you know, three minutes of, of a game, five minutes at most, that he's not getting touches, just completely not getting touches. The ball is going every other way around that court Except for in his hands. He's not getting it down low. He's not getting it up top. He's not getting it in the middle. He's just not touching it. But also, what's even more worse, and I guess it's it's compounding the that um it's compounding that error that he's not getting the ball is that he also doesn't ask for the ball. He doesn't demand the ball. He doesn't command the ball. You understand? He's seven foot three, and I'm not saying that he shies away from the ball, but he shrinks so much that nobody notices him. So he needs to learn now, I think, how to start making himself known that, listen, hey, I'm open here. Get me the ball. Maybe if it means getting demonstrative with somebody, like, hey, I was open on that wing. Get me that ball. You know, getting demonstrative a little bit, clapping loud. You know, like, I see him, like, like giving, a little, giving a little wave, like, like he's a shy seven-year-old waving at his crush from across the street. No. Ball. He's gonna have to learn, and so with, with those two things happening almost simultaneously, I, I guess that's what you, you see why the Heat, the Heat, and the Knicks both fell in the power rankings. But you know what? We're gonna watch them this week, and we're gonna see what happens. At the bottom of the power rankings, things haven't changed. Brooklyn is still Brooklyn, and Joe Johnson is still poison to that team. I don't care what nobody says. Like Joe Johnson is really lucky. Like I'm. T oh. I don't I don't know how he's how we sliding underneath that radar. I'm gonna have to send a message out to to all of the New York reporters. I, I swear I am. Stephen A. Smith. I'm, I'm gonna send one out to Ryan Rucco. <laughs> I'm gonna send out to one to Mike Lupica. Like, 
I even I don't even I gotta find out where to hear him hear Mike Lupica, at, but I'm gonna send out one to everybody. You understand? Like, when I say a message out to everybody, I'm just mean I'm just gonna shoot him a message on Twitter. Like like don't get it twisted. Like I'm, I'm I I don't know none of these people. <laughs> right, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him up and I'm gonna see if I if I can get like and I can get a little flag waved over there because I don't listen. It's Kobe's farewell tour. That's the reason why he's getting a pass for how bad he's doing. Because the Lakers haven't moved from the 29th team either. There's no excuse for what's going on with Joe Johnson in Brooklyn. For him shooting as bad as he's doing. For his plus minus being as bad as it is. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I really hope I heard him correct. But I heard he's like in the hundreds. Like, but, but, but oh, it can't be that bad. Like, something can't be that Yeah, there's no way. But, Listen. Something was going on with Brooklyn. It's going on bad, and I thought Denver, being rid of Darren Williams probably would have helped, but it's not. Because, but that's also I didn't realize that Joe Johnson had officially passed his prime, like officially passed it. Like which means that the franchise, which is which, which I guess is always they were trying to ease towards anyway, is going to be Brook Lopez. They got to get Brook Lopez some weapons. He can't carry. He can't carry a franchise. And yep. That's, I told you, that was, that's Brooklyn, that's L.A. at 28 and 29. And yep, number 30. Last team. Worst team. Philadelphia 76ers. There's nothing you can say about them. I just keep watching games in hopes that eventually like, they're going to do something right. And we'll be able to watch them in the future because like Okafer and Embiid have a mountain to climb to be two franchise players that helps the team that's bet fee 500 like I said, but you know they're on their way to get another high draft pick let's hope this time that they can get like maybe a shooting guard you know or somebody in that shooting guard small forward position that, that can be a guard to take over that can also help dump into big man, but as of right now, it's not looking too good for them. So, with the game's coming up now for this week, Golden State's gonna play Sacramento, Dallas, Denver, Houston, and out of all, I'm, 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 I guess I'm probably gonna catch that Houston game. See him, in, him and the bearded one, San Antonio, and this is probably the only time I'm gonna double dip for the season because I think I probably already missed that Minnesota game. Is that Minnesota, Miami? That's Minnesota. I already, I already missed that Minnesota game. I should, probably should have or it's coming on tonight. So I'll probably watch that this week. Actually, I'll probably still watch it this week. And I'll probably also watch them play Houston. Oklahoma City plays Milwaukee, Phoenix, and Charlotte. I watched them play Milwaukee last night. Actually, I watched them play Milwaukee today. <laughs> what am I saying? Actually, no. What am I saying? I watched them play Milwaukee yesterday. At, during the afternoon. At work. Yeah. Full game. Not condensed. Like listen, but it was a, it was a lot more listening than watching, but got a got a good decent aspect. Listen, I thought it was gonna be a good game, and for the most part, it really was. It, uh, the game the game had some back and forths. They they tested each other. Oklahoma City had had to really grind out, grind, really really grind it out to come out with a victory over Milwaukee. They didn't think that they wouldn't, but it something that they had to had to work for. Um, Ante Ante to Kimpo, you know, I just like I just like being able to say his name. To be honest, the only reason why I even mention it. <laughs> You know, uh, and you know he showed up. Uh, he played his game. Michael Carter Williams. You know, you know the stars played. Kevin Durant. He struggled early with his shot, 
But then, very very quickly, you know, as there was a matchup between Antetokounmpo and and Kevin Durant for a while, and so so the Kevin Durant struggles with his shot early, as as like I said, that score is going back and forth, back and forth for a while. Then Kevin Durant realizes, okay, you know what, my shot is off. Let me go ahead and start taking this ball to the rim. And he starts taking the ball to the rim. They can't stop it there. You know, he's he's going to the foul line, and then. You know, he things just start to to warm up slowly. But even after Oklahoma City had took had felt like what was taking back command of the game, um, who was it for, for Milwaukee that took over? Was it Morrow or somebody like that? It, it, it was somebody that that came off. They they got a they got a huge spark from from an unexpected player, and and then it took Kevin Durant sticking him, you know, and using his defense and wingspan because listen. Like it's been a completely different year for Kevin Durant from a defensive end now that he is now focusing on at that end of the floor where I don't think that he's ever really focused on before. And because when he got when he decided to you know take away this guy's fizzle, that's when momentum shifted again. And you know they just close out the game. <sighs> Man, it's gonna be interesting. Um, Cleveland, I want to see play Orlando. Orlando. Orlando is 17 and 13, so, so they're not being talked about as much because they're that team that's barely above 500 in the East. And as we know, that 500 isn't getting you in the playoff in the East this year, which is usually not the situation. Um, Atlanta, I want to see them play the Knicks. But you wonder, like, hey, if you want to see Atlanta play the Knicks, you know, who do you want to see the Knicks play? I want to see the Knicks play something completely different. Uh, I got leeway. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm like I'm gonna be interested to see um the Heat take on Washington. Next, I want to see them play Chicago again. I want to see it. Like I said Chicago. Listen, if Chicago needs to be that team for us to keep beating, to to keep momentum. Then I want to see it because listen, we just beat Detroit, and Detroit was a. I think we beat Detroit. Shoot. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna finish up that statement. So we beat Detroit, which is a good game that we needed to have. Yes, we did actually. Oh yeah, them boys balled out. Derek 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 Williams. Yep. That, Derek Williams, <laughs> man, that boy, that boy, in that fourth quarter, I think he put up like was it 16, 18 points in the fourth quarter. You saw them little, them little frosted, highlighted tip braids of dreads of his flying all over the place. He was in fuego. So I want to see him continue that streak and see if they can get another win over Chicago and then also take that and play a better team in Atlanta because it'll be taking baby steps. You have to understand, like, Detroit was no easy, you know, team to beat. Like, this team has improved just as much over last season as the Knicks have. You understand? Like, at, at this point last year, neither one of these teams, I think, had double-digit wins. So for the fact that both of these teams are sitting, like, right around 500... You know, it's it's something it's something to to commend which other team decided to come come on to come come out on top, you know, during that matchup. So the Knicks beating Detroit, I, I I like it, but like I said, move on to a better team like Chicago, and then I want to see them move on again and, and play Atlanta, and hopefully we can take that one from Atlanta. So that's why I said like I want to see Atlanta play the Knicks, but I want to see first the Knicks play Chicago, because I want to see how the Knicks do fare with Chicago. And then it comes to where you you have to really fight to find games because right now we're back at the bottom three of the power ranking with Brooklyn, LA, and Philly. And I'm, I'm gonna watch. Like I said, I already watched Brooklyn play Miami, 
And like I said, that game was a, was a lot more interesting than than Brooklyn should make it. But from what I'm hearing, is that this is what Brooklyn is is doing. You know, for a lot of games, like they they don't play half bad. They just not winning. And then Joe Johnson, like he's just poison. He can't hit anything. Um, but like I said, he's always been a kind of a volume shooter, and you know, volume shooting isn't the way to go anymore in the league. Like it's it's really it's really gone. Like you, you need to become efficient these days. Like Stephen Curry, like shoot, can, has a little bit of volume, but he's efficient. LA, I want to see Boston. Only because I want to see Kobe go back into the Boston, go go into Boston's court. I refuse to say his name, and. For good old sakes, and take a victory out of there. You know, if they if they were honored, I, 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 I don't know them honoring Kevin Garnett is because Kevin Garnett won for them. But listen, you only know honoring Kobe. Kobe's been playing pretty decently these last couple of nights, and I think he may be actually playing Boston last night. So I may have to go back and watch that game as we, you know, as as, as we're speaking about it. Then, 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 then move on to the final game, and that's Philly. And Philly's actually playing this week at like Utah, Sacramento, the Lakers, and the Clippers. And normally in the series, I probably like some there's a part of me that really want to watch Sacramento play. But I just can't keep watching Sacramento. Like Sacramento hurts to watch more than anything because Sacramento should be winning. They're just dysfunctional for no reason. Cause they definitely have talent. Definitely have talent. They just they just can't get over themselves for some so I don't wanna watch that. I'm gonna watch the Clippers and I'm gonna watch that dysfunctional bunch. <laughs> you know, actually beat up on uh, Philly because listen, Philly's probably gonna lose all those games, and I don't blame them. They should. Dude, they suck. They really do. <laughs> like talking about like bad teams. Like, jeez, Philly really needs to find a way to get some time. Think about it, they can't even get any free agents in there that matter because who wants to? Like, you know what's going to happen. Somebody's eventually going to look at that team. Like, I think, like, LeBron could go to Philly and, and do some damage. Like, Kevin Durant could go to Philly and do some damage, you know? Like, like, like that's what it would take, but I don't see any of those guys doing it. But, yeah, that team needs work. That team needs work. That team needs needs work, like, holes on New Year's, you know? Is it holes? <laughs> Potholes, you know? Like, oh, never mind. You want to get it. It's a New York thing. You know what? I'll be back. Listen to these commercial. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done, and only some be able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists. Thank you, guys. When we're in the last block of the show. So, 
I decided like to keep my ears to the street just a, just a little bit, or my all my ears to the glass just a little bit. And <coughs> excuse me, this is more just to give everybody a little bit of something more than anything else. But um, so I hear that the Panthers that they they had a nice little victory last night, and. <laughs> They tell the Montreal team, 95 North, 95 North, 95 North. I don't know how they were chanting this. That's how, sound. That's how I'm chanting it. You know, and that's pretty interesting. Like, granted, I'm not sure if Montreal is directly 95 North because I'm not sure which one is on this side. Isn't that Toronto, though? And, um, you know, I guess that's, that's kind of like redundant, isn't it? Because isn't almost... Everything that you have to start out with in South Florida, 95, like, you could say that for almost anything, it's the 95 North. Like, like that, that's pretty much could be the starting point for any road trip out of Florida, 95 North, 95 North, 95 North. Like, there's not too many ways to get out of South Florida besides 95 North. Especially for all the teams that are playing us, it's usually going to be 95 North, but hey. I'm not trying to poo-poo on their celebration or their victory chant. I'm just saying. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> and, you know, more than anything else, I like pointing out interesting things. More than, but what I, what I really learned, though, like, out of anything, out of my, my conversation with the, pan, with the season ticket-holding Panther fans that I was talking to, this new three-on-three thing that hockey is trying, they don't like it. They don't like it at all. They don't like it, no... <laughs> sorry, B. Like, they're pretty much... Oh, listen, I'm sorry. I, I, they really just don't like this whole thing. This whole concept, like, you do a three on three, then after that, you do a, do a slap shoot, shootout or whatever. They, they, they think it's 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 gimmicky. And I think it needs to be done away with. But talking about things that thought were gimmicky at first... Now it's just being devoured massively college football playoffs. And college football playoffs are set to take off this weekend. You know, as they as you know, football has Thanksgiving and basketball has Christmas, you know, college football has New Year's. And college so when does hockey have? I'm gonna have to research that. What what day does hockey get? Hockey get Valentine's Day? Skiing on the ice, holding hands, starting fights? You know, busting people's teeth, knocking them out, skating them, skating them. That's not that's not skating them. I said skating them. What I mean by skating them is like hitting them with the blade of your skate. I don't know what they do. You know, hockey's a vicious sport. But um, so college football playoffs is coming up. And you know, obviously we have the four teams. You know, Clemson versus Oklahoma, and Michigan State versus Alabama. And I told you, I don't know much about, about college football last year. So, you know, not last year, but, you know, over over the past couple of weeks, I've told you this. So, I've, I have to do a little bit of research. And when I say a little bit, it's a very minute amount of research that is being done on my part to pick these winners. But, I was going to tell you like this. There's only one thing I know about Clemson. They have orange paws. And orange is my favorite color. And they haven't been beaten in my favorite color. So I know about Clemson. Who I know about Oklahoma 
Buma, suma, kosunas, kosunas, buma, sunas. That's, that's what I know about Oklahoma. And I'm going with the chant over my color. Also, I said I don't know anything about Clemson enough to really choose, really root for them outside. You know, really pick them outside of the about about outside of the color of their of their jersey. I know my Booski. You know, I told you about her. Deborah Mar Deborah, she's gonna choke me if she hears that. This has been the second time I've called her that damn name. My Booski Deborah Segovia. I don't know why this lady's name stuck in stuck in my head. She must be thinking about me a lot. She must secretly want me or something, and I don't know about it. Like, but she's fertile. Hope she don't ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> that would be awkward. I see her at my favorite watering hole because she works in one of my favorite watering holes. And then she, you know, she's like, yeah, I heard your podcast and how you said that you think that I want to fuck you and how fertile I am. But she is fertile, though. Like, jeez, she is fertile. But like, she's one of them, like, no, I couldn't even do it. Like, she's one of them girls, yeah, you, you just feel like if you look at her, you'll get her pregnant. She's so fertile. Like, you know, like, you have, like, I'm pretty sure, like, a bunch of, you know, a couple of guys like that. Like, they just, like, I have a homeboy like that. He just shoots out way too many kids. My brother's one of them. Like, <laughs> my middle brother's one of them. Let's has way too many kids. You know, for 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 him to have just this to that's be that's that just to be natural, <laughs> like like you guys must be taking like steroids or something like for fertility. But um, so I'm gonna take Oklahoma over Clemson because I think Oklahoma may have a a feel for bigger games more than I think Clemson does. Like I said, I, I don't. Hear much about Clemson normally, so and Clemson is a new team to this upper echelons of play. They may be the number one team, but they're they're not number one based off notoriety. I guess is to say, so based off notoriety alone, it makes it hard for me to pick a no name school. Versus a school that I know that I hear them in contention for something all the time. Not just football. So let's go Sooners. Next. We got the Goodyear Bowl because I refuse to call it what its, what its other name is. And that other one, Clemson versus Oakland, that was the, that was the Capital One Bowl, by the way. Or the Capital, yeah, Capital One Bowl. Um, Michigan State versus Alabama. I told you. It's real simple here for me. Roll Basically it. Alabama over Michigan. Which means and, 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 and see, I told you I don't know about enough about college football, but I think enough of me happens for some odd reason to think that there's a rivalry with Oklahoma and Alabama somewhere. Like this has happened before and or when they play each other, there's not a lot of love there. So I want to see Oklahoma versus Alabama. 
I want to see the Boomer Sooners versus the Roll Tides. And once he gets there, listen, I have I don't have a I don't have a dog in, in the race here, so I'm gonna go with, with who my friend's team is, and I'm gonna pick Oklahoma to win it all. So if you ask me right now here today, I think the number four team Oklahoma is gonna be your national champion. But they have to still get to the next round. And you know, next week when we talk, we'll see if my predictions were right. And if they were, then listen. And we'll move on. If they weren't, then listen, if they weren't, then we just pick a new then we, I'll just have to do a new prediction. <laughs> if, if, if they do it right, I don't really have to talk about it. We could just we could just recap next week. Last but not least, I'm I'm just gonna leave you guys with telling you about the power showcase again that's coming up. Or I shouldn't say that's coming up. The power showcase that's going on in Marlins Park this week. It's already been going on. They've had their home run derbies for what's called 14U, 13U, and 12U. So right now the finalists for the home run derbies have been Tyler Joseph, and this is among the the future stars of 14U. Right, Tyler Joseph with nine home runs, Bryson Kemp with six home runs, Victor Medeiros with also five home runs. I'm oh, sorry, not also, but with five home runs. Um, also, Victor Medeiros had the longest home run, and from from the looks of it, it looks like of of the evenings so far. Or this, or the whole entire tournament, of four hundred and fourteen feet. Now in the future star thirteen U category, they had Blaze Jordan. He hit eight home runs. Nathan Smith with six home runs, and the finalist in the future stars twelve and under. Ah, okay. So you know I'm gonna read this again because I think I read it backwards. No, maybe I didn't. Hmm. Guess I read it backwards, but so I think that some of these guys may not be in it. So, in the future store for the twelve U, you have eighty and Max with twelve home runs. Wow. Gio Cieto with ten home runs. Look at look at them. And then Easton Hood, he only had five home runs, but he had the longest home run amongst their group with three hundred and ninety six feet. Which makes me believe that early when I said in the Stars 14U that the two finalists are only going to be Tyler Joseph with nine home runs and Bryson Kemp with six home runs. And just to let you know, as a side note, Victor Medeiros hit the longest home run amongst their group and of the evening so far of 414 feet. And just remember, this power showcase is going on all week long. It's going to be running today. It's going to be... They actually got to shut down tomorrow, and then you got to hear them again, and not just hear them. It's going to be up and running again on Saturday, and not only will they be up and running on Saturday, but I will be doing the commentary for the All-Star game, the play-by-play. 
So come check me out. Come listen to my tea. Sports. Your boy Talon. T. Taylor. I do the commentary. I will most likely periscope it. I'm going to take some videos. I'm going to take some pictures. I'm going to put some stuff live on Twitter. So, so look for me on the Mighty Vet. I'm going to switch I'm going to switch that up um before the event back to Mighty Sports. I was I was checking something out. Uh, actually, I really do like the Mighty Vet cuz I think it helps with my interaction with other major figures that I like to talk to. So if you're ever looking for me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is Mighty Vet. M Y T space V E T. That's what you call it. But I'm pretty sure if you type in my T Sports, you'll probably still find it because that's what my at is. Just the username, you know. Something different. Um, That's about it. Thank you guys for listening. As I always say, you know, you can find me everywhere that you want to be. You can find me on Facebook, on Mighty Sports. You can find me on SoundCloud, obviously, at the Mighty Sports Minute. As I just mentioned earlier, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, as the Mighty Vet, V E T. And Instagram, I have not given out my Instagram ever, I believe. Like I said, my Instagram has been a little bit more intimate for me. Like I said, if you follow me, if you come find me on Instagram and you follow me, like I'm not going to deny you access to me. I just don't actively give it out. That's my time. Until next week. Peace and love, my friends. Peace and love. Sure, right? I don't know. I don't know. I always go for an hour. Hour five, hour six, hour ten. You're getting better though, right? You're getting better.